Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 175. I'm Kip Clark, and joining me in the studio today, we have a returning guest, Mark Ashen. Hello. And today we're going to be dissecting a philosophical question, actually a topic proposed by a former co-host, Caroline Borders, is acting a selfish pursuit. And I think I'm paraphrasing her original prompt, but she wanted to examine the relationship between selfishness and acting. And as a preface, I'd like to note to the audience that I will use the noun actor to refer to anyone who acts. And Mark, I was really eager to discuss this with you in particular because you're pursuing acting, first of all, but you've also taken intensive workshops and in our conversations have clearly given yourself time for introspection and reflecting on how acting influences your life and what role you want it to play. So I would really love to know when you first heard this prompt, where your mind went. My mind first went to my junior year of high school when I got the first lead role in a play I've ever gotten. And I did a lot of work on it and spent a lot of time trying to do a good job. But I also thought that I was God's gift to the acting world. And I didn't really take other people into account. And I thought I was a lot better than everybody. And I just got so self-absorbed and selfish that I ended up hurting a lot of people and burning a lot of bridges that I had to try and mend later. And I think that that is a phenomenon that isn't unique if you are in the performing arts to any degree. I think there are lots of people who have either experienced self-absorbed actors or have been self-absorbed actors themselves. And what do you think is behind that commonality? Perhaps it comes from the fact that actors are inherently selling and showing themselves on stage. Everything that an actor does on stage is within their capacity and within their own emotional range and own physical range. And basically, you're putting yourself, your own identity to some degree, whether it's masked in a literal mask or in specific character traits, makeup or anything like that. But you are still doing what you would do within your own physical embodied experience. So you kind of have to be self-absorbed to a certain extent because your voice and your body and your mind are what make acting happen. You kind of have to know a lot about yourself and do a lot of introspective work and a lot of work that is just your own experience. And you can get lost there. And it's also such a competitive environment that I think it's easy for actors to rest on their own laurels and themselves and go through the world in that way. But I don't want to try and say that every actor is selfish inherently and that you should be selfish because if you're just focused on you, you can't actually have a conversation with somebody on stage. You can't be actually listening and doing what the playwright would want you to do. So it's kind of a fine line, a double-edged sword in some way. And I'm really glad that you bring up the idea of competition because as some listeners may know, I come from an improv background. And I haven't done much improv in recent months of my life, but when you're performing improv, often improv comedy, the idea is to support your partner or partners on stage, in certain cases, almost more than you would support yourself, that you're looking out to set them up with brilliant ideas or interesting moments that they can run with and explore properly. And what I think makes acting and a lot of performing interesting is that the route of acquiring a role is very competitive and many people would like to be given roles and perform in the world of acting. But once you've been given a role, I think that's where a mental shift has to occur. 
Because as you said, if you're only focused on yourself, you can't have a conversation, you can't have dialogue, which substantiates most performances out there. And while that may sound like a simplistic shift to lay out, I don't know that most people are wired to so immediately alter their mental substance after achieving a goal. Rewards often encourage us to remain the way we are. And I suspect that certain actors who may be difficult to work with are those who are incredibly hardworking and as a result, with a decent amount of luck, are eventually given roles and because of that feedback loop, They're under the impression that their focus on themselves and that competitive drive that may have brought them to some degree of success is what is necessary going forward. You're so right. And the best actors that I've worked with have been completely selfless on stage to the point where I don't even really have to try to do anything because they're giving me so much. They're giving me so many options and so much energy and so much of themselves that I don't even really have to work that hard because they are giving so much to me. To me, it's really interesting that you identify the best actors in your experience being those who were selfless because I think we live in a culture, one which I feel often champions extroverted behavior, that does not reward selfless behavior in a lot of ways because many forms of selflessness are not often vivid or visually captivating or immediately engaging. And I think that is interwoven in the nature of being selfless. You're not doing it for attention or accolades, but in the world of acting, selfless actors who help support other actors, whether they are selfish or selfless, to put them on a binary, may end up being less visible because they set up other actors for those really striking moments of excessive emotion. And I suspect that a lot of selfless actors behind the scenes coach their fellow actors, give them tips, insights, and advice, which also may not be accurately captured in the final product. Their co-stars might take the advice, but in the credits or the final bow, you won't necessarily see those threads that these selfless actors gave. And that's the world we live in, and I respect that people are not always given credit, but I do think the field of acting is interesting, where your name will appear on playbills or in the final credits, maybe even in the opening credits of a film or a TV show. I think in many ways this topic is woven into the idea that identities, names, and faces are so prominent in the world of acting, especially when many of our cultural icons have risen to fame because of the world of acting, because of the bodies or faces they had which made them attractive to some people, or certain character traits which set them apart, like Sylvester Stallone and the way that he talks. And I don't know in that specific example if it would be fair to call Stallone selfish because of his prominence, but I do think in many ways he rose to greater prominence because he bore such a distinct character trait as so many in the industry have. And that's an area I'd love to explore with you now, the idea that we impose great fame, often wealth, on very successful actors, and I know they are a limited few among the many who pursue acting, And in imposing those rewards, do we consider them retroactively selfish because of all that they have acquired over the course of their careers? And I wonder if it's fair to label certain actors as selfish, even the wealthiest or most famous among them, when we as a society willingly give our attention, time, and money to actors and performers that we enjoy seeing, which I think muddles the concept of selfishness within this topic. I would argue that an actor's level of success and what they're given does not inherently make them selfish. 
there's this interesting phenomenon where very, very successful actors will be paid to wear clothes, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because they are such icons and us seeing Ryan Gosling wear a certain kind of suit has weight in this society. But I think it comes down to what an actor does with that success and does with all the attention and scrutiny and rewards that they're given. Whether they continue to work hard and continue to support people. You hear stories about Tom Hanks being willing to stand off camera for the sake of his scene partner, who wasn't necessarily as famous as him, but he still was there to help him in the scene, even though he wasn't on camera. On the flip side, you hear stories about Marlon Brando coming into Apocalypse Now with two weeks of shooting and refusing to learn any of the lines and changing the whole script because he felt like it wasn't what he should be doing and taking issue with the fact that it was meant to be played by a fat man and he was fat and taking issue with that and his image and appearing to hold his own self-image to be the most important aspect of what was going on. But also on the flip side, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now is amazing. He does an amazing job in that movie, as he has in so many other roles. So I think the idea from my perspective that actors are selfish comes from the actor's perspective and what the actor does. But there's a tiny part of me that thinks, if I don't see that on stage or on screen, does it really matter? Does it matter that certain actors are difficult? If you're in the room, probably, yeah. To me, what stands out and the distinction you make there is a difference between having a personality which is selfish on some levels and a pursuit, such as acting, which may be in certain ways selfish. And perhaps the field of acting as being very saturated with those who want to act and therefore very competitive necessitates a certain degree of self-interest, whether we want to call it selfishness or not. And I find that to be a difficult element of our society and the way we live because you have to work to provide for yourself. And for a lot of people, you have to work very, very hard just to survive. And especially for those of us in the arts, those pursuits are not always as easy because they are not always as lucrative. Going off of that thought, perhaps among the actors that we perceive to be selfish, their selfishness is a product of not feeling like they've been fulfilled in the same way that someone might consistently clamor for food or water if they had not been nourished recently or properly. And I imagine some listeners might say, well, Kip, acting and nourishment aren't really the same thing. Your body needs that sustenance, whereas you don't necessarily need acting. And I would pose the hypothetical that for some actors and artists who are as deeply invested as they are, I think it becomes a need in many ways where you may physically survive, but you don't feel like yourself if you're not pursuing that passion. And so I think in many ways, we as a society could look to compensate and support more actors because they will continue to flock to the profession. It's a very fascinating field to get into. Speaking as someone who does it, the energy that you get from being on stage is kind of like a drug. There is no other experience like it. Both the energy that you create in yourself to do the thing that you have to do and also the energy of a hundred to a thousand people watching you is intoxicating but the problem i would say comes from actors who get obsessed with that and get obsessed with that drug and that energy and all the attention and don't instead use that need that we all have to do this thing and use it to help the other actors in the room or the director or all the tech people that are working 
if you are acting for the sake of that drug, I think that is where narcissism and self-absorption can rear their ugly heads. Because the idea to me that acting is inherently selfish is kind of rubbing me the wrong way a tiny bit because you need to be supremely confident and you need to be willing to perform and be the spotlight and the center of attention. But that doesn't mean that you are inherently going about the world as a one-man show all the time. Even one-man shows have directors and producers and lighting designers, and it's easy to lose sight of that. But I think that acting is viewed as this selfish thing because it isn't quote-unquote productive to society or on the same level as being a plumber or as necessary, whatever necessary actually means, to the healthy function of our society. Art is this odd liminal thing that is hard to describe and hard to articulate why it's important. So those people who have devoted themselves to art have to constantly validate for themselves and for others why they've chosen that. And with actors, because the art is your own body, you have to validate yourself a lot, what you are doing and what you as an individual are going through the space. But in a perfect world, you are self-absorbed for the sake of creating something that is bigger than yourself. I'm actually comforted to know that the phrasing rubbed you the wrong way a little bit because I think prompts and topics that do that to you and others can really help promote interesting and nuanced conversation. And I suspect many creative types will listen to this episode and I hope they similarly notice where discomfort emerges for them and perhaps where they agree with some of our points or completely disagree. So you had mentioned behind the scenes folks And I wonder if one reason that people may view acting as selfish is simply because we as the audience don't see everyone involved in actual production of theatrical work. And I feel that in any creation of art, we lose sight of how many hands touched a certain piece before it was finally produced and shared with an audience. Right. And the reason for that is because knowledge of all the specifics of how the thing is made kind of detracts from one's enjoyment of it. And to my mind, in a perfect world, the actor would also not be on the pedestal that they're on, that we wouldn't necessarily know what happened to Brad Pitt after Angelina Jolie divorced him. Because if that was the case, then we could go see Brad Pitt do what Brad Pitt does so well, and we wouldn't have all of this other baggage and all of these other thoughts about whether he's a selfish person or not. We would just be able to enjoy the performance. But at the same time, the world that we live in, because I'm an actor, I need to think about, oh, I'm doing a podcast with Kip. My name, Mark Ashen, is going to be on this thing. Perhaps later that will da 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 And we're back to an actor thinking about his own self-image and his own sense of self in a way that is kind of selfish. Which is a completely reasonable thought to have because actors live in this very interesting space where many actors become the roles that they are given and afterwards may even be typecast because they fit such a specific image. I would offer the other example that actors in long-running sitcoms or very prominent pieces of cinema are so thoroughly woven into those roles and those artistic pieces that audiences can't help but picture those actors in precisely those roles. And so for fans of House of Cards, Robin Wright becomes Claire Underwood and is immediately identifiable as Claire in this contemporary show. But people may forget that she also played Jenny in Forrest Gump. Similarly, David Schwimmer from Friends is immediately identifiable to many people as Ross, but he was also in Band of Brothers. 
And so I'd like to pose the idea in this conversation that we as audiences may contain actors within a very limited range that we might also associate with selfishness when by its very nature, acting, at least in my perception, is about exploring roles within humanity and in certain cases beyond humanity. And so I find that phenomenon very curious that directors, casting agents, and of course audiences often identify actors in very singular ways, which prevents future roles from feeling as vivid or as real to later audiences. Yeah, I would say that our perceptions of actors and more concretely casting directors' perceptions of actors, but also the public's perception of specific actors keeps them in a certain box that some have been able to break out of. For example, I highly recommend everyone go see the movie Stranger Than Fiction, starring Will Ferrell. Because Will Ferrell, we all think of as the ultimate funny man, but he has an amazingly nuanced performance in that movie. And on the flip side, everyone should go watch Tropic Thunder and look for Tom Cruise, because the first time that I saw Tropic Thunder, I had no idea Tom Cruise was in the movie, and then I realized, oh, he's the funniest character? What? Because Tom Cruise has all of this huge personal backstory that comes with his name, but if you were to forget all that and dress him up in a certain way and forget he's Tom Cruise, you can get an amazingly funny performance out of that man. And who would have thought? And before we close this episode, what would you like the audience to consider after listening to this discussion? I would challenge listeners to realize that acting and an actor's job is a very nuanced thing and a very obscure, hard-to-describe profession and job description, one that we didn't even really broach in this conversation, but that the nature of that obscurity coupled with putting them on a pedestal, kind of creates this discourse of them being selfish or them being self-absorbed. And of course, some actors are, but that being selfish as an artist can be a benefit and can be fundamental to the whole job. You're absolutely right that there's a great deal we didn't broach in this conversation. Of course, acting and the creative field in which it falls are enormous. But I would challenge listeners to do some research on their favorite actors and see who these people are behind the camera and offstage, because I do think that influences performances and might give you a greater appreciation for how that actor is when they perform. I would also really love to know how listeners would distinguish between actors who are self-aware, self-absorbed, or selfish. And if you find those terms to be synonymous, how come? Finally, as we've touched on at various points, I'd be really curious to hear what listeners think about the ways in which our societal structure might encourage more selfish behavior from the acting community than others. And for those who disagree, I would welcome that disagreement, and I'd really love to hear from anyone who is related to acting in any way, because I suspect you have thoughts on this conversation. But before we go, Mark, I'd really like to thank you for taking the time to sit down and share your thoughts today. It's always a pleasure, Kip. But of course, as ever, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between. So if you have thoughts, opinions, or feedback of any kind, we'd really love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show, as well as supporting us on Patreon, where you'll receive perks like bonus episodes in exchange for your support. And as always, we thank you very much for listening, and from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark, signing off.